Welcome, Don Jeffries, to the David Knight Show. Hey, Tony. It's always always great to be with you. Well, uh, it's good to see you, Don. And um, I don't know if you heard any of the first hour. I was kind of doing my usual thing going off on inflation and fake money and <laughs> all, mm. all that. Um, I, I led into, I, I don't know if you saw that there was an article up on Summit.News I was just talking about with uh, the Biden's press secretary saying, He'd done more for the border than anyone else, any other president. Uh, and I, I mean, if yeah, he's done more not to secure the border. He's done more to the border or opening it up than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, so that that's been that kind of setting the tone. And I want to talk about let's bring Guard Goldsmith in here. There he is. Guard. Well, hey guys, back. how you doing, Guard? I'm welcome doing very back, well. Guard. Thanks for the invitation. It's great to be here on the program. This is fantastic. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, yeah, I was just talking to Donna. So, you know, I did my I did my usual show for the first hour. Now I'm bringing in the big guns, and we were just, you know, <laughs> no, no, nothing nothing new to see here. More lies from Washington, uh, more devaluation of our dollar, all the rest of it, all the favorite games that the uh, elites play. Same old Satanism, huh? Pretty much, pretty much <laughs> same old, same old. Uh, the works of the lizard people, right? Uh, hey, by the way, kudos for reading that Jeffrey Tucker piece. Jeffrey is fantastic. And of course, he used to be over at the American Institute for Economic Research over in Great Barrington. And he was one of the guys who was behind the Great Barrington Declaration. And of course, now he started up the Brownstone Institute. I have a couple of friends who work over there and uh, they're really dedicated to what they do. So awesome stuff. Well, I'm, uh, oh, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, that was a great piece. I saw it this morning when I was putting the show together and I thought, this is it was some good information, very succinct. And, you know, when people start on it, he, you know, he even mentioned in the article, you know, if, because it's done so slowly, people don't really truly grasp what's happened. You know, it's like, well, I, things cost more and I can buy less. And I don't really understand that because you're, you're thinking of the dollar as money and that it's, it's a static value. You don't know where everything else went. Well, it's just that your loss of purchasing power, it's about inflation. It's about, that's criminality, you know, criminality 101 when it comes to currency um yeah i want to get i definitely want to talk about what you have going on guard but i saw uh that don had a new article out if you go to donaldjeffries.media let me, let me pull up this uh screen here i want to show don's right he's got a great Substack, folks let me stop this screen start another one at, you you did this for a whole week or so didn't you guard you're you're on your laptop being your own producer mm -hmm. i've done this too uh, I'm not in my studio in Branson. I told people this morning, don't be alarmed. I didn't get rid of my books. I still read, but I still have books. You know, uh, I'm in my my mom's office at the Main Street Mall in, in Denison, Texas. Um, but I wanted to bring up Don's article. It's just a great title, by the way, Don. Uh, and this is, you go to donaldjeffries.media or you can go directly to his Substack. Oh, I protest by Donald Jeffries. Nothing to fear, but fear porn itself. Uh, <laughs> junk frights, propaganda, and continuous stress. I, I wanted you to just speak a little bit about this. This is a great piece. Uh, kind of what inspired it, Don, and, and you know what the nuts and bolts here. I, I want to get, get people to go check out your Substack too. Well, thanks. Yeah, they, I, 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 it's the only place I'm not being shadow banned, so I try to stress it a lot. It's the only place I'm growing. You know, I'm getting a, a pretty decent amount of paid subscribers now too. Everything's free there, but if you want to pay, that's cool. I obviously appreciate it very much. But um, yeah, you know, I, I think what probably brought it on was the, the, the indications, 
And again, they back off on these things so much. And I, I mentioned in there how often we've talked about is world, are we at World War III? Is it going to happen? You know, it's going to be nuclear war. I mean, we're always on the precipice of some doom. And that's why you have a whole subset of people in our world that I call doomsters that really walk around like with, with doom boners, really, that want, you know, that, that, that want, they, they want an asteroid to hit. You know, they, I mean, they, they I, I see it, I read it. I mean, you know, maybe it's just big talk, but uh, they want, you know, a, a World War III because they think this life is so bad that, you know, if you destroyed it, it'd be preferable, I guess. Which I don't. Know, I guess I, maybe I can't blame them for thinking that. But it, there's always a, a group of people that are constantly predicting doom in our, in our world. And then, of course, uh, with the mainstream media, they're they're feeding you a nonstop diet of fear, whether it's foreign boogeymen or what, what that they've done forever, going back to the dreaded Hun, you know, in World War One. I. I mean, they're constantly, you know, we have these horrible people that, that are around the world. We have to do something about it. And uh, when it's not that, it's some dreaded plague, some dreaded disease, some of them very real. Like I talked about diphtheria and uh, things like that. People had to deal with, in the past, had to deal with real fear. You know, they had big families. And one of the reasons they wanted to have big families, because, you know, half the kids would die in infancy or child. They had so many child diseases then. So uh, there were lots to fear. How many women died in childbirth back then? So, uh, but now when we've eradicated some of that, we still have you know, the cancer fear that's everywhere, you know, and now we had the terrorist uh, boogeyman, as I pointed out. When's the last time you read anything about terrorism? Apparently, they've just, they've just decided to retire. I mean, they're literally retiring from the scene, they were, whatever they call them now, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, ISIL, Taliban. I mean, they made, they made up so many names for them. They changed the spelling of Qaddafi's name, for heaven's sakes. Go try to find the original spelling, which was Q. Now it's always G. It's like, when, when, you know, when, when did they change this guy's name? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that bothers me, makes me think it's all theatrical because nobody but me apparently remembers that. I remember when, I remember Qaddafi when he spelled his name with a Q. But he was the so, original QAnon. Exactly. He was the original QAnon. So, but, um, so here we have, when they started talking about this thing, about, you know, with round two, you know, Friday the 13th part two or whatever it is with, you know, Jason's really coming back this time. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, with this new variant. And there are there, I don't know if they're going to do it, but there are lots of indications. Oh, we have to lock down again. We have to put masks on. Will Joe Biden put a quarantine on all the unvaccinated? I hear all these things. And hopefully, if if the past is any indication, uh, it won't be that bad. But it's constant, that's in the air all the time. So people are fearing of oh, what are they going to do? Are they going to send us to the FEMA camps? You know, that kind of stuff, which is uh does worry me a bit still. But so I, I, I said, well, let me just write this. How much fear is a part of our lives? I mean, you've had, I don't know how many millions of Americans, you know, have to have to go to psychiatrists and get prescriptions just to deal with things because of the stress, you know, and they, and they know how bad those antidepressants are. But for some of them, you know, it's, it's a good trade-off. You don't have sex anymore. You can't do whatever, but it's, you know, it's, but at least you can cope with things. You can sleep. And that's just a real indictment of our world that, you know, that we're, we're that stressed out. And, uh, but it's largely in part, some of it, of course, is, you know, family dysfunction, all that, but large part because of this nonstop fear porn. And the fact that they would even try this, this COVID thing again, it's just, uh, 
it's mind boggling. And, you, you know, I've, I've read lots of people saying, well, this time we'll be ready. And Trump came out famously and said, you know, we're not going to take I forget what the thing was, but he was he was talking very boldly. You know, we're not going to stand up for as if he's going to be in a position to do anything. But um, he certainly was there issuing the order the first time. So I don't know. I, I just I just thought it was a. Uh, you know, when I'm writing, I, I, I write two or three times a week on there and the, the ideas come in my head and I just go with it. But uh, I just think that uh, fear is a huge part of our lives. And it's it's obviously the COVID thing showed they locked down the entire world. So they came up with something that's way bigger than anything, way better than anything they've ever tried before worked. And uh, this is this is the, you know, the essence of fear porn. When you get people worried about their health and uh, worried that they might die from this invisible virus, much more effective than, you know, demonizing Saddam Hussein or whatever. So uh, well, hopefully I got good feedback from it. But, uh, you know, it's it's just it's nonstop fear porn. Of course, I have a play on words of FDR is ridiculous. You know, there's nothing yes, to fear that, but fear itself, you know. From, well, from, I was thinking about that, too. I mean, yeah, I, obviously play on words there. But what a huge departure from uh, the inauguration of, of FDR. That was March 4th, 1933. You know, and he he took a he borrowed a line. Um, not many people know this, but he borrowed that line from Napoleon Hill, who wrote "Think and Grow Rich." That was a that was a little side borrow there. Um, but that was a different. Again, he was trying to get people to calm down because they, that's why the next day I think he declared the banking holiday. It wasn't the next yeah. next day or the next week? Yeah. Uh, it was really quick, right? And of course, that right after that, he made gold illegal because people <laughs> were hoarding gold and because they knew that there was an issue with the currency because of the Federal Reserve. But what a massive disparity between those two times. And I'm yeah. and the government. The government was corrupt then. Um, but what it they didn't they wanted to, to quell fear so they could control the economy because they felt like there were, the economy would go off the rails. I mean, Don's written Survival of the Riches. You've talked about this. Um, it was in their best interest. Now it's in their best interest, Don, to keep you fearful, to not not have you think rationally. So this is yeah. this is a massive massive shift, massive change. And I'm glad you brought that up because it is all around us. I mean, we we are victims of this our, to ourselves in alternative media. It's like there's so many things hitting us all at once. Um, we have to think rationally. We obviously I start from the premise that like George Carlin said. Um, whatever the government tells me, I don't believe it. Right. right. I, I start there. I don't believe anything they tell me um, because I used to work for them. So I, I understand a little bit of how, how it's all made. Right. Um, but again, you, you, you see this spirit of fear, it's being pushed and you have to ask yourself why you see that there's all these events happening all at the same time. And we get into this mode where we, you know, we know that there's a, a nefarious reason behind most events, uh, but it's hard to dissect that anymore. I mean, I mean, Don, you wrote, <laughs> you wrote Hidden History too, um, and I, I've read, I've read all your books, Don. Um, but you know, you, you've been covering this for a long time. Um, do you feel like that? And I want to get the guard to answer this too. Do you feel like we are in a period where more things? Um, it, the, the acceleration, the 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 amount of, of these events rolling out is certainly quicker than any other pace in my lifetime. Uh, what are your thoughts, Don? Is it it has to be on purpose if there's a if this 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 kind this many events happening at once? Yeah, absolutely. It is. You know, we we talked for years about the boiling and the frog analogy, which is basically gra gradualism. 
And that's how the people that run this world uh, operated for forever. The idea was to, you know, gradually turn the heat up and the frog doesn't know it's being boiled and eventually it's, it's, it's cooked. And uh, that's what we were doing. That's what Americans are doing. They didn't see, uh, you know, some of us tried to point out to them, you see what this five years ago, look at it now. But uh, with COVID, we went into warp speed, not just the vaccine. And we went away from gradualism to warp speed. So now everything is coming all at once. There's a, I didn't even address that in the article, but I could have brought up the fear of uh, AI, the fear of robotics. I mean, how many movies have we seen where the robots take over? Um, you know, some of us think that's a real possibility. I, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, you know, uh, if, if they're, you know, putting uh, certain kinds of intelligence in that, I've heard the recordings of, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, and again, this gets into the fear porn, that new thing out where the guy posted the thing about um, Alexa saying there's a, who's going to be in the election and there's not going to be an election. And she spouts out, you know, something in 2024. And again, there's a whole subset of people. And I've heard that going back to uh, when Clinton was in office, at least where the right was saying, oh, they're not going to be an election. You know, they're going to spend section, you know, Bill Clinton's going to be president for life, that kind of stuff. So that's always there. And, and I, I mean, they could do that. Who knows at this point, nothing they, they do would surprise me. And if they did suspend the election and just continue with Biden as president, do you think those, uh, you know, hundred million or how many people really have Trump derangement syndrome? Do you think they would complain? I don't think they would complain at all. And they would rationalize, well, you know, we're in the middle of a, we're in the middle of a, a, a pandemic too. And uh, we're, you know, World War III is there. Putin, you know, Putin's in Ukraine. How can we have an election? I can see them, you know, saying rationally. And that's the problem is you have everything we we talk about now. Half of the country has, has lost its mind because of Trumpenstein. So they're willing to accept anything if they think it'll keep him out of office. Because that's their overriding interest is, you know, so I, I don't know what, what they're going to do if he actually, you know, dies and he's not there anymore because they, they would have to transfer that to somebody else. But all of the demonization has been gone into one person. So, um, yeah, this is this is this is moving so fast. It's incredible. And that's why it's hard to keep up with it. But um, and certainly it 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 makes the fear porn warp speed as well. Right. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh Guard Goldsmith, uh, your thoughts? I mean, I I, I I I threw a lot out there, but I figured you'd be able to pick it up, my friend. What what are your, what are your thoughts? Well, it's a great piece by Don, and I love the the reflection back to the old days of the nuclear fallout shelter and stuff like that. It just brings it's so evocative, and Don's such a good writer that you can just picture yourself there with him as a kid, stacking the cans in preparation for this terrible thing. And you know, to to use the touchstone of the. Uh, the quote, we have nothing else to fear but fear itself. Um, it, it depends on whether they want you to fear something or they want you to overlook something that is a real crisis that they helped create. So that line from Roosevelt facilitated his uh, his attempt to try to pull a Leslie Nielsen to say nothing to see here, everybody. Everything's fine. You know, it's sort of the it's sort of the the you know, the Joe Biden FEMA Maui situation where it's like, oh, no, we're working very hard. Pay no attention to those guys in the thousand dollar a night hotels 45 <laughs> minutes away from the site and pay no attention to the, uh, everything that led up to that fire, which was absolute government malfeasance and claiming over rights and things like that. And I think one of the key things to recognize is it that there are two two thing two things that they they tend to do, especially with the Hegelian dialectic and 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 Marxism, cultural Marxism. Collectivists 
have to work very hard. And this, this is one of the great things in uh, uh, Live Not By Lies, um, the book. Um, they, you know, they point out that uh, co collectivists, political collectivists who want power, have a very, very strong ability to be able to, or they, they try to take advantage of the fact that they will split people apart so that we as individuals will be seeing each other as the enemy. And the one thing that can bring everybody together, the one thing that can make every, everything fair and, and just, social justice or equitable, is the central authority. We can't do it ourselves. We have been, we have been totally atomized and they will bring us together. And oftentimes what they'll do is that the thing that will bring us together is the crisis. So it's it's this constant Hegelian dialectic with the, with the uh, forever ratcheting effect that Robert Higgs, a great economic historian, talked about in his uh, crisis and Leviathan. They they will announce the crisis. They'll ratchet in a new thing. And then that thing never leaves. So that's what they were testing out with COVID-19. But they had already established so many of the uh, of the pieces of the gears on that, that once they set it in motion, they were just testing out the machine they'd already built. Don, you wrote uh, Masking the Truth. I interviewed uh, you on my show. I know you've been on here with, with David and uh, uh, kind of <laughs> very fortuitous. I mean, we just get you did the, the hidden history of COVID-1984 and uh, the lockdowns and the power grab and all the criminality. Uh, it's right there in Don's book, uh, very well researched. And, you know, you, you have this latest round of, and I, there is, I think, some substantiation, but, you know, they they need to roll out something again. Um, you know, you need to have another lockdown election, right? It, it makes things very politically expedient for them to have total control of the population. Um, we haven't seen anything really confirmed, but we uh, or you know, those, those of us in alternative media are very concerned about a possible lockdown 2.0. And, and I know you've written about that. Uh, I want to get both of your thoughts on this. I mean, if have we seen anything concrete? And if so, where is that headed? And do we have any timelines or are they going to roll this out in, you know, in the next? Uh, is it is it short term, near term, long term? What, what are we looking at, Don? Well, I think it's it's really hard to tell because so much of this again is theater, and 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 Trump is at the heart of it. Uh, the idea, because the other side, our side, the seventy, or I don't know how many million, let's say at least fifty million people, probably of the seventy or eighty million that voted for Trump, probably remain loyal to him, largely loyal to. I, I would think he's lost some support, but I would think there's probably still fifty million diehard Trump loyalists, at least to some degree, out there. So they they are trying to, they're believing that that Trump can save us this time. He's going to do it. So they, they would believe that they're going to do this to stop Trump. They're either not going to hold an election or they're going to come up with uh, some kind of new law, which the Democrats will be able to pass that you can't, uh, you can't be a convicted felon or whatever. You can't serve as president from prison. Cause that's, I don't make predictions, but I think that's a pretty very colorful, uh, you know, scene to, to envision is Donald Trump being elected president from prison and actually serving in the office? Maybe they'll move the, you know, the, the, the desk there or something. I don't know. And again, with his, with his people around him, his crew will probably have a crew in the prison and maybe, you know, who knows, but uh, my new secretary of defense, you know, you don't know, but um, I can see them doing that just to make this a complete laughing stock as if, you know, you have a president now who, you know, is walking around shaking hands with the air doesn't clearly doesn't know where he is. If, if the only way maybe to go beyond that is to have an actual 
prisoner as president. So maybe they'll do that. I don't know. But um, so when they say these things, again, they say they make so many dire pronouncements or hints that they're going to do something. And most of the time it never happens. And uh, but, you know, the the timeline, the way it works is that, yeah, we're, we're steadily going down. We're losing rights. Nothing, nothing good ever happens. But most of the dire predictions don't come true that people think. So I, I think we'll have an election. Uh, the votes will be, you know, they'll be counted as like they're always counted. You know, they'll, they'll determine who, who they want in there as a figurehead. But I, I don't think um, you're going to see these really dire things, but I don't know. And, and if they lock everything down again, which they could easily do, I didn't think they'd do it before. Again, you're going to have half the country, at least. I mean, some of the people may not fall for it this time. Maybe they've been woken up to again and say, well, I don't want to put these masks on again. I don't want to, I don't want to do this thing again. I think you will have fewer people, but I, I still think you'll have a majority that'll support it. And that's, that's the problem we have with all of this, everything we talk about. Whether it's it doesn't matter what the issue is, the fact that we are outnumbered, and it's it's one thing to deal with the elite, and I don't know what they would do if we came together as a force. If 80 percent of the people were united and thought, understood what was going on, like we do or we think we do, and uh, if that was the case, could they get away with this? I don't know. They have a lot of power. Maybe they just have to come out of the shadows and stop pretending this is a democracy or whatever they. They claim it is, but that's that's the problem. That's why you have. I wanted to uh, mention. I don't know if you talked about it in the first hour or not, but I mean, you see what happened to uh, um, Joe Biggs, who was given 17 years. Uh, I mean, this this outrage. I, I was watching one of those investigation discovery shows uh, that I I do for research in case I ever write the book about the injustice system, and I keep notes on all the outrageous you know examples of it. And usually, it's people getting sent away for life on you know. Absolutely no evidence at all, no credible evidence. Talk about reasonable doubt, but apparently no jury understands the concept of that. But sometimes they let obviously guilty people off or very lenient. And this last night there was a case of I watched a, of a 38 year old school security guy who uh, kidnapped a 14 year old girl and kept her in his home for 10 years as a sexual slave, and recorded all the sexual acts they did. They all had all documented. His sentence was he served 15 years in prison. Two years less than Joe Biggs might serve for going to the Capitol to protest. That's what I'm talking. And, and most of the country isn't outraged by that. They don't care. Most of the I, I saw the comments. Oh, good for him. He shouldn't have gone there. They're happy about it. And, uh, you know, Joe Biggs, I mentioned him because, you know, he's known to David. And uh, I think he used to, back when Alex Jones was a much better show, it was a pretty good show. They used to have remote things. And a lot of times David would be teamed up with Joe. And they would right. go on, and I used to love those location things where they would go out and they'd, they'd show what was really happening. I remember one time they went to visit the, uh, there was a building in, I think, Chicago, where they were hardy, holding mostly black people that they were just kind of throwing in this building with no charges, nothing, and just holding them in there. And you know, I thought, this is completely outside the law. And uh, that's the kind of good work they did. And uh, so he, I don't buy for a second that he's any kind of, uh, dangerous person, but he, he exemplifies what's wrong with this thing when half the country, more than half the country doesn't care. More than half the country doesn't care about him getting a sentence like that. They don't care that, I don't know, I don't even know, we don't even know how many people are in prison have been held as political prisoners now for over two years, denied all due process. This is Abraham Lincoln, you know, 
we do. And, you know, it, it's, this is, you know, the exact same thing he did. And I guess maybe a majority of people didn't care back then, but uh, it's, it's shameful. And so I, the, the only hope we have is our, our uh, power in numbers. So to stop a lockdown, unjust, I mean, really, if we had, if we had a hale and hearty people, those prison authorities and everybody, they, 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 these, all our officials would have been tarred and feathered a long time ago. I mean, that you, you would have a crowd, an angry mob that you see in some of those old films that would have stormed D.C. prison and would have freed those prisoners because they shouldn't be there. They've been denied all due process and nobody seems to care. And now they're when they're you know finally going to trial, they're getting these outrageous sentences and nobody cares about that. And uh, so I just wanted to mention them because I think it, again, exemplifies where we're at is that we the only way we can possibly win or, you know, try to make this country sane again is to have a majority of the people not go in and not support this, but right now they're supporting it. So don't think for a second, if they decide to have that lockdown again, the majority is going to support it. They're by, I mean, when you, I've talked to them, when you talk to people that have had eight booster shots and have gotten COVID four times, it, it, it does, they don't care. Nothing matters to them. All they have to do is say, well, it's good. You know, it's a good thing. you. It's still your, I think I heard that, uh, you know, the, the press secretary of Biden saying, uh, this is still the best way to, you know, to deal with this is to get vaccinated. Okay. So, you know, keep, keep, keep saying that we, we heard, um, what was it? I just saw a um, 12 year old. They said a 12 year old boy, you know, dropped dead in gym class yesterday in California of a heart attack. Okay. And you had people I saw, I was looking, I think it was Yahoo or something. The majority of the comments, you don't have any evidence, you know, that, uh, that he could have had a congenital heart effect. And I mean, I, I, I had never heard of that happening ever when I was a kid. No 12 year old was going to drop dead during gym class. That it not no. didn't happen. So, but it doesn't matter how many times it happens. Again, that half of the country, they bought the narrative and they're going to believe whatever they said. And they're just going to look at us and say, you guys don't have any evidence. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's sad situation. Well, you've written about the injustice systems. That's exactly what this is. I'm glad you brought up the Joe Vicks. No, I didn't cover that in the first hour. Um, it just really goes to show you where you want a barometer where we are. I mean, the, the so-called top legal mind, Alan Dershowitz, a couple of years ago, <laughs> said that uh, the government has the right to forcibly put you into a room and, and, and stick a needle in yeah, your arm of yeah. an experimental genetic code injection. And he would argue it at the Supreme Court and win. I thought you just nullified your entire career and anything you've ever talked about with the Bill of Rights or the Constitution or the rule of law or common law. You just nullified all of that because you're obviously a stooge for the power structure. It's so yeah. obvious. And, uh, you know, there's you talk about these uh, egregious, outrageous sentences. And that's that's what this is. None of the people who are actually responsible for the PSYOP of J6 or whatever it is, you know, the 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 LARP with real consequences for a lot of good people. And um, I think that's pretty obvious now. And then some of those same people are raising money again. They're ready to ready to take the grift, uh, the grift that keeps on uh, giving. Uh, Guard, your, your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, you know, seeing what happened to Joe, and I don't know Joe personally, but as you say, you know, I know people who know Joe, and uh, I've seen so many of the good things that Joe has done, and it makes it, it inspires one to reflect on all those other characters who already have been imprisoned 
in terrible, uh, terrible conditions for, you know, two and three quarter years. Uh, you know, the, what's this fallacy of a speedy trial to, you know, determined by whom? Oh, the people who are imprisoning you. Oh, OK. That really is a power imbalance right there. You know, so the, the whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. Then you look at the immediate corrupt minds, the darkness in these people's hearts like Nancy Pelosi and others. And then the, the lack of integrity on the part of people like Donald Trump to see that these people are being treated this way and, and not even really speak out let alone hand them a dime to try to help their legal defenses, you know, and and like Don said, you know, I've seen Joe Biggs in particular, just such great examples of a guy who believes in the human spirit in everyone, regardless of their national origin, their religion, their color, whatever. Um, and, you know, it just it's just terrible. And I also saw some of those comments, Don, and, you know, I was doing my streaming show last night and I didn't mention and I, I, I feel um, uh, I should have I should have mentioned uh, some of the absolutely vile, terrible things people were saying. And it just shows you the vitriol and hatred that they've been able to inspire among people who are just willingly ignorant yeah. of anything, you know, um, and, and it all, it's all my guy versus your guy. And um, um, John Stossel released a video uh, just before I went streaming last night at six. He put a video out that mentioned that both Trump and uh, and Biden are criminals. They have engaged in so much criminal activity that it's ridiculous. And to try to support either of them is to tarnish your own soul, your own reputation, your own integrity. So get out of it. Break out of it. Don't look at these people as your saviors. And again, you know, it's it's a, in a way, it's a manifestation of the same sort of thing. You break everybody up and then you have them unite behind some great cause. In this case, the cause is their figurehead, uh, their totem. You know, it's just a new head on top of the totem. It's like Gilligan on top of that totem. And Gilligan's silent. You know, he's got the face of the God and he's just up there and everybody's going to, oh, you know, and then he falls down. They realize that he's just a person. You know, I didn't know it was that allegorical, but I guess Gilligan works on many, well, many levels. Right. <laughs> We're definitely in the politics of mugshots. I talked a little bit about that in the beginning of the show. And, you know, clearly, uh, you know, folks have uh, been, you know, pulled into this left-right paradigm. Uh, and this makes it even more pronounced. I, I don't think... Now, flip the script. Uh, I don't think that the Republicans are going to be going after, especially if there's a Republican president. Uh, I don't see how that's possible. I think Don's probably correct on this. Uh, we've seen the last Republican president in our lifetime. I, you know, it, it's a selection, so you never really can tell. Uh, I, you know, if it's if it's if you're looking at demographics and politics and polling, then that's probably true. But you never know. But uh, I don't think you're going to see the same. I don't think you see it in reverse. I could be wrong. Um, you know, I don't the, the House, uh, they're, you know, toying with the idea of impeachment and investigations. That's usually the, the right or so-called the Republicans are usually really good at just using a, a an issue and raising money. Right. Uh, whereas the Democrats will go for the jugular. They'll 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 send their their DA's after you and the prosecutors yeah. and, the, and the Justice Department. And especially when you're talking about having a, an entire state within a state controlled uh, with continuity of these types of people that have been put in place 
they're dependent on the system. So the system can't self-correct. Um, and I, I see this just uh, just looking at the headlines of Drudge. Uh, I'd love to get both of your takes on where we go from here with with this sort of these sort of uh, using lawfare, uh, persecution, and then the flip side of that, which is the profiting off of it. I mean, you got the 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 mug shot on mugs, uh, <laughs> selling them. What, what do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, that, and that's. I, I I cannot think that Trump is anything but an actor. But if he isn't an actor, I guess that would be part of this incredible personality, the likes of which few of us have ever met. This this childish ego, this juvenile sense of humor, uh, his name calling, and this cartoonish uh, desire to make everything about himself. I mean, the biggest narcissist you've ever seen. And so the entire thing is. Uh, and again, nobody questions. Like I remember uh, his buddy Lindsey Graham, his golf buddy, who doesn't agree with a single point he's ever raised and his, his good rhetoric, you know, his campaign rhetoric in 2016, Lindsey Graham opposes all of that. Mr. Open Borders, Mr. Wanted to shoot the J the January 6th protesters, things like that. But that's his golf buddy. And uh, as soon as he um, was prosecuted the first time, Lindsey Graham was on Fox News or something immediately calling for people to send money to Donald Trump. And nobody questions why, why does Donald Trump need money? Even if his wealth is exaggerated, and a lot of people think it's exaggerated, so even if he's not a billionaire and he's only worth eight hundred billion, why would somebody that's worth eight hundred million struggle to to find lawyers? But he he certainly looks like he struggles for money because the the attorneys he hires are the worst in the world. And they had a thing last week. I didn't look at it much, but apparently one of his clownish attorneys uh, jumped up and did something to get the judge all fired up or whatever. And then he has that. Uh, that attractive uh, young lady who I'm sure he hired for her looks that was uh, associated with a, a New Jersey garage or something. And, and how do you go from that to being an attorney for the president of the United States? That's the best he can do. Even, you know, even, even if he didn't raise a penny, but he's raising all this money, he certainly isn't uh, giving any of it to the J six people. And we've talked about that. You know, I've talked about that many times. Why doesn't he, uh, and he doesn't even it, worse than that. He doesn't talk about them. He doesn't mention them. And what the little attention he would pay to them would be to center it around himself. You know, I actually won. Uh, you know, they know I won. I wanted a landslide. It's all about him, how they robbed him. But uh, they robbed these people of their freedom and they made them political prisoners. He's not going to pay. And we know that he, the people at his level don't actually go to prison unless it's part of the Trump and Stein show, which it might be. As I said, if they, uh, they decide, hey, you know, we're going to. We're just going to take America 2.0 into the stratosphere. We're going to go, you know, full banana republic here, and we're going to have our president, you know, be from, you know, talking from prison. So, and then it'll still be excuse because then they'll have four more. Well, you know, what do you expect? Trump could get anything done. They had him in prison. You know, how could he do anything? <laughs> it's like last time they were going after him. Now, well, what did you expect the guy to do? I get that all the time. You know, what, what do you expect him? He was under attack the entire time. Okay, yeah, that's true. So. Uh, who knows what they're going to do? But it, this is this is uh, this grifting thing, and you're seeing it. Like this guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, who I like a lot of what he says. But I don't know if you saw a video came up this week that uh, – and this is this was what makes people go down the rabbit hole. There's a video of uh, the Al Sharpton show on MSNBC back in the 90s. And uh, a young Vivek Ramaswamy just happened to be one of the people they called on in the audience. And they happened to call on another notable figure as well, the same show, young Pete Buttigieg. Now, what are the odds of that? 
That's like going back to 9-11 when one of the first witnesses they went out on the street to talk to was, and I can't, I always forget her name, Rachel something, uh, just happened to find this attractive girl on the street. Oh, let's talk to her. What do you think? Uh, she later would become one of Tiger Woods' most high-profile mistresses. And that's the kind of things, and you see these because it's the odds are against that kind of thing ever happening where people, but it happens all the time in these things. So uh, I think, again, you know, you, you look at that kind of stuff and you, uh, you see that this is why so many of us go down the rabbit hole and there's, we can't be blamed for doing it. And uh, so I, I don't, I don't begin to understand what they're doing, especially when, when you introduce Trump into the equation and he's at the center of all this, that all bets are off because nothing is as it seems. I mean, you're, you're in, you know, Wizard of Oz territory every time he steps in the room because it's just, there's, there's nothing that, that works the way it should when Trump is there. You know, it's, it's like, is the simulation breaking down? I mean, central casting has, you run out of ideas. When you get Gard Goldsmith working for the globalists, they give him some more interesting. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The guy who's running the world coin who came up with the AI systems is named, Sam Altman. I brought this up and made David laugh. It's called, his name is Altman. And then the guy who crashed the crypto system is Bankman. And he's fried. So I thought that. <laughs> and he's, they're both the tale of two Sams. They're both Sam Altman and Sam Bankman. So, uh, Garlock, any thoughts on what Don has to say? And I know that you've got an update. Uh, I was texting with you before the show on that uh, issue that, that David had texted me on yesterday. Yeah, sure thing. You know, I'm just thinking of uh, I I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like Sam <laughs> or ham. <laughs> who who would have known that the doctor of Seuss could have yeah. been so handy? I get to mention Gilligan and Dr. Seuss in the same half hour. It must be, you know, but it is amazing because it just shows you how ridiculous some of the stuff is, especially when people throw, you know, there's so much at stake. And, and, you know, coming at it right now, analyzing it sort of after the fact, as we see what's been going on with Joe, we see what happened with the J6 people, we see the nefarious activity of people like, especially the Democrats, pushing, 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 pushing. Obviously, it serves many purposes. It serves to allow them to continue to demonize anybody who wants decentralization, call them white nationalists, call them white supremacists, you know, the same way they want, want to demonize parents who go to school board meetings because they don't want LGBTQ stuff in their mm -hmm. schools or whatever, um, and, you know, that sort of stuff. But, you know, it, it probably serves a purpose to mention also that as we look at this, it doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge that there were fishy, weird things that happened in the vote, in the election itself. It, you know, and to say you can say that almost any decade, the past 35 years or even longer than that in American history, that in some sort of vote, especially national votes, there was something weird that happened. Right. I mean, go back to the Kennedy election. Right. So, you know, all of these types of things, it doesn't mean that you can't you know, hold both thoughts and say, yeah. Um, there probably was something bad about the election. It's probably not going to be provable uh, because it's, you know, they, they set it up very easily with the mail-in ballots, which was Trump's fault. You know, he, he declared the emergency and then everything followed. The dominoes started to fall. It's like, no, don't put the dominoes down and, and you're set. Get, get away from it. Um, and I, I do think it's interesting, too. You know, you mentioned that this other story that David was following and, and you know, hats off to David to be following that, that story. Um, because it sort of folds into the idea of, well, if you are at all a traditionalist, if you at all want decentralization, 
then you'll be demonized. And so the LGBTQ thing comes up, as, as you mentioned, this is this story that I was following. And um, it, the, the story has to do with um, something that was going to be happening on Saturday as in Tennessee, uh, they were going to have this uh, special event and it was going to be happening at uh, Maryville College and the Blount County District Attorney General Ryan Desmond. I'm just uh, checking things out here, uh, threatened legal action because they were going to have this pride event and it looked like they were going to be uh, drag performers there. And it was going to be something that, where they were going to bring kids and they have an indecent exposure statute in front of lewd and lascivious behavior statute that this attorney general said, we're going to enforce this. Now, this is a school that gets state funding. It's not a completely private place. And even if it were, if you're engaging in a criminal activity and exposing kids to something that has a statute that prohibits it, then he is sworn to enforce the statute. So we were, uh, you know, David said uh, he was going to be trying to follow this. And Tony, you were trying to follow it. And you contacted me this morning and said, you know, let's make sure we keep up on this thing for the audience and so on. So I did some some looking around. And the latest that I've got is from the CBS affiliate uh, in Tennessee, in Knoxville. And the headline says ACLU files lawsuit against Blount County D.A. after legal threats over pride event. The filing lists Christian artist and drag performer Flamey, Flamey Grant, Christian, that's Matthew Lovegood is his real name, and Blount Pride as the plaintiffs. Because, you know, it's totally conforms to the Bible to do this. So the ACLU is now part of this. They have filed a lawsuit in response to a letter from Blount County District Attorney General Ryan Desmond threatening legal action. So I last week you and I were communicating, it looked like it might have been canceled on for Saturday at Maryville College, but I'm not sure. And I don't know whether unofficially people will still show up and there'll be police problems or officially it's still going on. But right now, the latest that was updated on the 31st at 10, 1040 in the morning from this local TV affiliate has the district attorney sending the letter and the ACLU uh, responding. And it says here in the letter, Desmond said that he plans to enforce the Tennessee Adult Entertainment Act, also known as the anti-drag law. It's a law that went into effect in April, allowing criminal charges for anyone who puts on loosely defined adult oriented shows in public places or spaces where children might view them. The law has faced backlash and so on and so forth. Thomas L. Parker, a Trump appointed Trump appointed district judge in Shelby County, ruled that the law was unconstitutional in June due to an appeal filed by Tennessee Attorney General Jonathan Scrametti. Desmond has claimed that he has the legal authority to enforce the law in Blount County, which is outside of that judicial district where the law was seen to be unconstitutional. So the ACLU is filing a lawsuit and they're saying that that Desmond sent a threatening letter directly to Blount County Pride in Maryville College instead of making a public declaration that he intended to enforce the law. And um, so Desmond said that he was not trying to violate anyone's First Amendment rights. He said it was a notice 
And the purpose of the notice was simply to give individuals reasonable and fair notice that there is a criminal statute that is still in effect in this jurisdiction. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it looks like he has given the warning. And um, if they engage in this activity, the police will be sanctioned to arrest people. So we'll find out what happens there. Well, well thank you for that update, Guard. I mean, I, I, this morning I was uh, looking at uh, the text that I was having with David yesterday. I thought, well, I'll get Guard to look at this. I'm a paratrooper who likes books and silver dollars, but uh, real journalism, I'll, I'll, go, to, I'll go to Guard Goldsmith. Uh, so thanks, <laughs> thanks for that update. It reminds me of the meme that makes me laugh every time. I don't know if you've seen this meme, guys, but there's a there's one where you have one like it has like the the really caricatured out drag queen uh, story time person, and there's a goose that's following him around like honking at him, and it says, "Why don't you uh, Why don't you do this to the old people? Why aren't you doing this for the homeless? Why?" And it just like, keeps calling. Why is it just the kids? And it keeps getting louder. Why is it just the kids? I think we all know. Right. Why yes. is it? Why is it just the children for the child for the sake of the children? And, and you know, oh, yeah. Tony, the, the thing that gets me about that is, you know, I mentioned earlier the uh, uh, do not live by lies. Right. Uh, right. Uh, live not by lies book based on the uh, speech by uh, Solzhenitsyn. And um, uh, it's interesting because this really is one of the one of the most powerful ways for collectivists to gain political power, to build the political power structure and psychologically to get everybody to say, we need some arbiter, we need somebody. So what they do is they constantly come up with or create new Davids, the new minority and, you know, people's goodwill and their kindness, especially women. You'll find women are the ones who are bringing the kids to these events. Yes. They say, well, we need to be understanding, you know, so they prey upon people's goodwill and their compassion to say, we want to be understanding of the outcast. We want to uh, uh, allow for that. So then they also have the other side of the coin, which is we don't like the person who stands against this. So they split people apart. They create all these divisions. And of course, the only uniter, the place where you have to fight over everything is in the state. And so that is one of the reasons why I'm an anarchist to try to recognize all the time that it creates the tragedy of the commons, where anything that government gets involved with doesn't actually answer the question. It actually makes everybody argue over how those resources are going to be used. And the best way to actually recognize what people value is to get the government out of it, not have the government come up with standards over masks and six foot distancing. Just have people own private property. And if you don't like what they're doing, don't go there. And if you don't like what somebody might be doing when he comes into your place, don't let him in. But we can't do that now because everybody has seen that private property isn't private property in their eyes now, according to the government, especially since the 64 Civil Rights Act public accommodations portion. And again, what was that about? That portion was about compassion. We are going to now break down the concept of individual liberty and private property of people who started their own businesses and were going to force people to accept people. And I'll give you a, one example that I mentioned on my show, and I brought this up to David just in private conversation. Byron Allen, the big media mogul who started on Real People and so on, uh, stand-up comedian, he owns, I think it's Black Entertainment Television. He's one of the biggest entertainment moguls in the history of the world now, right? So get this. What I often tell people is if the government 
can make everything equitable and fair by breaking down private property. And they say that anybody who owns a business must allow and do business with anybody who walks in because it's not really private property, it's public. And of course, public property really is that which has tax money paying for it. But we're going to make it everything is de jure or de, de facto public property because you open your doors to the public, which is absurd. So let's say I have a backyard barbecue. Does that mean that the government can then ship people in there? Right. You know, it's ridiculous. So but that's their concept. If that's the case, then we know that trade is a two way street. It's, it's a voluntary activity. So if I live and I, I actually talked to a woman from Africa about this where I was working, I was like, if I live in a place that's ninety nine point nine percent not racist and there's one uh, Nazi skinhead who li- who works there. Does that mean that he also not only has to cater to me if I walk in and I don't like him, if I'm, you know, some color that he doesn't like, but does it also mean that since he is now the minority, I have to do business with him when I walk by, right? Because I own my own property. I'm not trading with him. Where does this concept end? And this is where Byron Allen comes in. Byron Allen is suing McDonald's because McDonald's, isn't advertising enough. In, in other words, buying enough of his advertising space on black entertainment television. <laughs> he set a quota to McDonald's and accusing them of racism because they're not walking into his shop to buy his stuff. And this is where it leads. There is no individuality anymore. They can break it down <clears throat> even to the point where, no, you haven't bought enough of this stuff. And they've already done it with health insurance, Right. So where does it stop? It stops when people recognize that the government has every incentive to force you to have to do what the government says. And in every instance, they will create a new little guy that they've got to support and you've got to feel compassion for. They'll split everybody up and the answer is going to be the top down authority at the top of the pyramid. They'll be the ones making the decisions. It's the way it always happens. Nothing says I, I love my audience and I care about you like I want more McDonald's advertising revenue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, if you, if you listen to my, my friend John Barber worked with Byron Allen, uh, he told me he's the biggest idiot he's ever met in his life. So I think <clears throat> against that, that says something for the magic of the marketplace that somebody that's stupid. I mean, John, John Barber cool. said he's the dumbest person he's ever met in his life. And he's the, you know, he's uh, because well, what I want to do uh, when you were talking about uh this, first of all, I wish the ACLU would, would launch a lawsuit on behalf of the January 6th prisoners. But as they said a, f- a few years ago, they're not so much interested in the civil liberties thing anymore, no. the American Civil Liberties Union. But, uh, you know, they're more concerned with uh, racism and white supremacy. But, uh, you know, how many people remember flashers? Nobody talks about flashers anymore. Right. Uh, you know, my, my, you know, these these are guys who their sexual perversion was to was to flash themselves, usually in front of little girls. It happened to my sisters when they were young. Uh, I don't know where they are now, but, uh, you know, I, I, uh, why, based on this, why couldn't you have a flasher's parade? No, I mean, what, what is the difference? Uh, why couldn't they go out and get off of what the, cause this is obviously what the gay pride is doing. Otherwise, as, as you mentioned, you wouldn't exclusively want kids watching it. I mean, people with uh, <clears throat> any kind of a normal sex drive, uh, they don't want little children involved unless they want to do something with those little children sexually. Otherwise, they don't fit into the equation. Why are you here? You, you don't need to be saying this. You know, I've got an I've got an SNM fan, fantasy here, but I, I don't want little kids, right? That kind of ruins it. You know, I mean, that's it. But to them, they want it there, obviously. 
what is the difference between, can you imagine any mothers doing that? Let's go down to the flashers parade. And there's no pride. They're not dressing up anything. These are heterosexuals, but they're obviously really perverted. And they want to expose themselves to little girls. You got to bring your little daughters, though. Little boys, eh, don't really, they don't really get off on that. Obviously, we know what that would be. They would, uh, that, they would be arrested. The indecent exposure would be instantly enforced. Uh, what, but it's, this is what I've talked about all the time. The, it's what we need to look at with all the pride stuff and the transgender stuff. Is it, It's all based on home, some kind of homosexual thing. Because the idea is to stop births. This is a eugenics thing. The idea is to stop possible procreation. So if you get little girls to become little boys, little boys to become little girls, no birth is possible. If you have, uh, you know, if you have crazy, devi- and, and Matt Walsh has said, and I agree with him completely, any mother that takes her child, a little a little kid, to a, it's almost always a little boy, to one of these drag strip shows should be locked away for life. I mean that 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 is a massive crime. That's the I mean she might as well be sexually abusing her child to do that. That's mad, it's incredibly abusive, but nobody's looking at that. And if you watch uh, Garden is exactly right. It's it's the mothers always. There may be some fathers there going right on, but there's no single father doing this. The mothers always front and center because they're the one buying this propaganda. And this is uh this is insidious, but we need to look at it that if this was just a thing where, because people talk about pedophilia and stuff, if this was just a thing where they wanted just to you know, have sex with children, then uh, you would you would see a National Girl Love Association, they, like NAMBLA. NAMBLA is an organization that is advocating illegal stuff, and they've been around for decades. And nobody, I don't see any, do you, are any church groups uh, assembled outside NAMBLA headquarters, wherever that is? No, this is all about homosexual activity. Otherwise, you would have, uh, you would not just have uh, little boys pretending to be girls, and they're celebrated nine, eight, nine, ten years old, stripping in great in clubs. Again, you talk about illegal, and men are throwing dollar bills at them. But what would happen if that was an eight, nine year old girl going to a real a strip club where biological females strip, and men were throwing dollar bills at her? Do you think the, you, the, the obviously the the uh, reaction would be way different? And I'm not suggesting that they do that. That would obviously be awful too. But this is all about pushing the gay agenda about grooming. And that's why you see it's all little boys pretending to be girls are front and center, crazy deranged mothers pushing this and to the point where indecent exposure laws. Well, I mean, if you, I, mean I, I think if you still have sex in public or something in most places, they would arrest you for that. But it's all out the window with the gay pride thing, without the transgender thing. They do what they want. If, if their stuff falls out and they're shaking it in front of uh, the littlest kids, this is pride, baby. This is gay pride. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not coming out for flasher pride, but I would like to see if they had a flasher's parade or something like that, what the reaction would be. First of all, there wouldn't be any mothers taking their kids to that, but it's the same thing, isn't it? Adult men, show, you know, exposing themselves to little kids. But, you know, we don't look at it that way, but they, they, they dress it up in this pride thing. And it's absolutely ridiculous because the, you know, the, what, what are you proud of? What, what is there to be proud of? Isn't pride a sin? And uh, this is this is nothing to be proud of. But, uh, you know, this is this is our world now. Pride. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all the flashers just were either either elected to Congress or went to work for the IRS. One of the two. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe TSA. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, can I no, can I ask you guys a question? I'm, I'm sort of curious uh, what you think about this. Uh, you know, I, I look at this as operating on on two two levels that sort of all are are under one overall supernatural agenda. Um, the the purpose of a lot of this seems to be to remove individual agency, um, to remove the ability of the individual to be able to exercise his own morals, build his own ethics with other individuals, whether it be person to person or small groups, small towns, decentralization. This tends to be all of it and to answer to the artifice, the artificial, the non-human. And I think that that is a very satanic agenda. And um, I, so you, when you see the breakdown of, of tradition of men and women and families and growth and things like that, depopulation agendas, a lot of the things that they use also seem to serve this other purpose, which is to dehumanize and de-agency individuals, to ruin individuality. Because if individ and, and what's weird is they do it with a sort of recursive supposed support for individuality. And I was born this way sort of thing. But it's all about conformity. That's actually what it's about. So in order, so they claim that they're promoting individuality when really what they're doing is removing individual agency to decide about right and wrong. And they're using these people that they put forward as the victims, cultural victimhood, which has been going on for ages. It's one of the reasons why I detest Oprah Winfrey's book club. That show is just a cesspool of I'm celebrating my victimhood and overcoming victimhood and I'm still a victim and everybody's a victim. So we're going to recognize victimhood and we're going to overcome it. But there's going to be constant victimhood. So we have to make sure we fight the people who are victimizing people. It's like, no, you're frigging victimizing people. OK, why don't you stop that? And this is the sort of thing that where they are really attacking individual sovereignty. And I think there is a very, very dark agenda behind it, breaking down the family and in, at the same time also breaking down the human quality of forming your own voluntary bonds with people. And there seems to be many facets of this. And I think a lot of it is removing individual agency and replacing it with the artificial. I agree with that entirely. I mean, it's, it's to replace the system, uh, to supplant the, the family, tradition, God, uh, all the things that to make a civilization possible. It's just to tear down the very fabric of our existence. And uh, no, I'm, I'm with I'm with you 100 percent, Gard. And uh, Don, I know we got about uh, two and a half minutes or so before uh, Charlie Robinson jumps on. I'd love for you to tell people where they can find you. Uh, well, again, it's uh, Donald Jeffries at Media is my website, Donald Jeffries at Substack.com. I protest just like my show, uh, which will be later today, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's the place to go because I, uh, I'm shadow banned on Facebook. I'm shadow banned on Twitter. My book, Masking the Truth, is being shadow banned everywhere. They're playing games of that that uh, you just wouldn't believe. It's still not showing up in the world. It, 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 you, know, you can't even find the copy that they sent to the, we sent to the Library of Congress and the libraries there, although a few libraries have taken it now. But uh, it's it's you got to break their algorithms down, and they're trying to stop. And that includes most of the alt media, most of the big – thank goodness for David Knight – but a lot of the big names uh, know about the book and they're just they're refusing to talk about it because they're, you know, they're they're holding on, clinging to that lab leak theory. And, you know, I'm talking about the dancing nurses in the empty hospitals and why the border wasn't closed. Uh, that doesn't uh, equate to a, a deadly virus. Uh, you know, society wouldn't act that way. But uh, so that's where people can find me. And uh, obviously later today, again, on, on uh, uh, 
uh, Rockfin on my YouTube channel, you'll be able to listen to I Protest, 5 p.m. Eastern. Well, I'll be producing, so that'll be yes, fun. And, and produced by the great Tony Ardburn, so you know it's a great show. Can't, can't wait. Uh, Guard, uh, by the way, thank both of you gentlemen for being here. It made second hour just great. I mean, uh, you, you can't replicate these two minds. I mean, just putting you two guys here, just having the, the, uh, the, the exchange of ideas. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, been, it's yeah. been awesome. Uh, Guard, tell people where they can find you. Well, absolutely. And thanks again, Tony and Don, for both your work. And of course, David and the family, just great. The David Knight Show, thedavidknightshow.com and uh, davidknight.gold. And uh, I, I just want to remind people again, uh, if they want to get the um, Trends Journal, if they use the code Knight, they get 10% off the yearly subscription for David Knight fans and listeners and so on. Um, and Don, just want to let you know, as a little reference to some of my work, Tony, so the bulk of my work is for MRC TV and I do articles uh, and videos for MRCTV.org. And so you can find their Rumble channel now, which is not censored at just look up MRC TV, the Media Research Center. And Don, in one of my most recent videos, I got to mention so many of the great books that have been published about the COVID-19 pandemic, so-called uh, pandemic. Uh, and we got to flash the cover of Masking the Truth up there along with oh, the real Anthony you. Fauci and uh, a number of other things like Jeffrey Tucker's book, um, Lockdown or Liberty, Liberty or Lockdown and things like that. So we get to flash the cover up there for a few more thousand people. So that was good. I appreciate and, that. Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great book. And um, and so um, my Substack is Gardner Goldsmith, uh, G-A-R-D-N-E-R Goldsmith. And um, people can check that out. And then I've got fiction at Amazon and Barnes and Noble, a novella called Bite, which has short stories in it. More, more stuff is going to be coming out. And then if uh, people are interested, every Monday through Friday at uh, 6 o'clock, uh, they can check out Liberty Conspiracy. And the show runs usually an hour and a half. It's um, never shorter than that unless, you know, something is happening power-wise or something with our great power monopoly here. Um, we usually go for two hours. And um, and then if they are interested, they can watch after the fact on Rumble, on Rockfin and um, occasionally on um, on YouTube and on BitChute when I know that they're not going to be censored. And the last thing I'll mention is that if people want to follow me, it's at Guard Goldsmith over on Twitter or X or whatever. Awesome. Thank, thanks so much for joining us, gentlemen. common man. They created common core to dumb down our children. They created common past to track and control us. Their commons project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidknightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. TheDavidKnightShow.com.